0: Amen. It's good to worship in the house of God. Amen. Excited about today's message. Um, we've been going through a sermon series here at Oasis Church Chicago called Pure Gold. And we've been going through the book of Proverbs and just discovering the, the riches of God's wisdom and his mercy and his His counsel. And, uh, man, I don't know about you, but he's been speaking to me, and I've been encouraged. And, uh, and actually, you know... Um, it's funny, when you, when you learn God's word, he's always going to test you in what you learn from him. It's just a reality. Anytime you get a revelation about something, you're always going to get tested in that revelation. And I don't know about you, but we've talked about things, first and foremost, the fear of God, like that reverency, that awe of God. That's where everything starts. That's the foundation of all of this. You can't walk in the goodness and the riches of mercies without knowing how good God is. Thank you. And after that, then we talked about the power of the tongue, right? We talked about how our words matter, what we speak matters, and what we say can either bring life or death. It's a crazy thing, right? It's a crazy thing. And I told you guys last week, and even this week, there's been times when I'm just like, just seal the lips, God. Seal my lips, because I want to say some stuff. (laughs) I got a lot to say. And he said, quiet. Watch what you say. Because what I say, uh, what I say matters. What you say matters in every area of our lives, right, with your spouse, with your family, with your kids, but also your coworkers, your neighbors, that crazy person down the street that lives from you. All those things and the way you say, to, say things to those people matter. And then uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, pride. This, this thing that, that swells up inside of all of us, pride, right? Self-pride, pride of, of thinking we can do it, thinking that we can command our own ship. We can drive our own car. We know what we're doing, God. We'll figure it out, and I pray that you all were encouraged and challenged by last week. Man, <laughs> i tell telling you, when you get a revelation, you get tested, and all this week, man, I, I realized there's some stuff even in me that God continues to work on me. Continue to change me. How how many of you know that should be the posture of our heart? God, just work in me. I'm not perfect. I'm not not who I want to be yet. I'm changed and changing still in your presence. Anybody thankful for a God that changes us, that restores us, that gives life to us, that gives us grace and mercy when we don't deserve it? I am thankful. I'm very thankful. (laughs) Lord, help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better leader. Help me to be a better friend, God. I don't want pride of self. I want you and you alone. Amen. And this week, I I know that this passage that we're going to talk about this this I, this concept, this topic within Proverbs, it's it's a big deal and. As we've been going through, I've been talking about gold, right, the, the the pure gold of God. Proverbs talks about it, right? There's gold in Scripture. There's gold in God. There is pure gold found in him and him alone, and there's a process to find the gold, right? We've talked about this. Just let me recap it. But gold is very shapeable. It's very moldable, right? It's, a, it's, it's a, an amazing, beautiful thing when it's all shaped, but it's very shapeable. It's very moldable. The things that you take in, the things that you receive, the things that you allow to come into your life will mold you. Will it be the pureness of God or will it be the things of this world? Whatever you allow to come in will mold you, right? It's the first thing. But then it's also when you find gold, when they discover gold, it's usually covered by a bunch of other things, right? Silver and different metals of that nature, dirt, right? And you got to scrape off. you got to tear away. you got to pull away all the other things that don't belong to get to the gold. This is a process. I watched it on YouTube. It's true. I watched it. But you got to get through all the junk to get to the good stuff. God is calling some people to get through the stuff and get to the good stuff. Leave the junk and get to the goodness. Right? So after that then, right, how do they get it out? Most of the time gold is found in caves. Who would have thought? And how do they get the gold out of the caves? They stick a dynamite piece of dynamite in that thing, light that thing, and blow it up. That's how they get gold out. How cool. I want to be there. Every time I'm like reviewing, I'm like, can I just take a trip? And go find gold. But they blow up the caves, they blow up the mountains so that they can get the good stuff. I've been praying over and over that the Lord, the Holy Spirit would just blow up the things inside of me that are not of him. And that he would replace it with goodness. And then finally it's put into a a, a temperature of, 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 of over a thousand degrees. And it's cooked and it's baked and the goodness, the good stuff stays at the bottom. And all the stuff that doesn't belong rises to the surface. Don't quit. Don't give up looking for him. Don't give up when the fight gets hard. Don't give up when the fire gets a little too hot. That's when you're going to grow. That's when you're going to develop. That's when you're going to see the goodness and the grace of Jesus Christ. Some people in this room, I really, I, I don't do this often. If you're new here, welcome. But some of you I'm sensing today, you want to give up. You're ready to step out of the fight. The fight's just getting a little too much. I'm, I'm ready just to take a, a sideline seat right now. I feel this and I sense this, and I just want to say to you, if you hear nothing else today, stay in the fight. Stay in the fire. Stay in the goodness of God, because he's going to see you through it. He's going to walk you through it. He's going to talk with you. He's going to see you through the fight. I am thankful for a God in heaven that's going to see me through all things. Okay? Welcome to church. So good to have all of you. But I really feel that, that today, if you hear nothing else, stay in The fight because the pureness, the goodness, the pure gold that God has in store for you is waiting for you. Amen. Today, I want to talk about this idea and this concept that's everywhere. There's a heart of discontentment alive and well today, all across every platform, every arena. Today, more than ever, I mean I'm only 31 and I haven't been around long, but you know, as you get older, you think about how things were before the age that you are today, right? And I think that and I sense that today more than ever there's this level of discontent that's just alive today. Some people it's alive that have everything and they're still lacking everything. They still are looking for something more. People that have nothing are living in discontent. They feel like they're never going to reach something. Today I believe that There's a level of competition today that's alive and well all across, especially, sadly enough, especially in the church of Jesus Christ. There's such a level of competing and and, and going against each other when Jesus died so that we could come together, right? And there's this level of when we walk even into church, there's this level of, hey, I'm not as bad as that person. Oh, don't judge me. Don't, Don't look at me like that. You all have done it. We've all done it. I don't, I don't have the same story as that person. I grew up this way. I don't have that, the, the things that they went through. Guess what? At the feet of Jesus, everybody's equal. Yeah. Listen, this isn't going to happen in this church. <laughs> there will never be that spirit in this church. Never, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. There will never be a spirit of competition alive in this church. I will pray against it, and the Lord hears my prayers. No, truthfully. Truthfully. Because there are dying people, there are lost people, there are people that are forsaken and they're losing out on everything. And they need to walk into the walls of a church and they need to feel loved. They need to feel embraced. They need to feel, you know what, it doesn't matter what you've done or what I've done. At the feet of Jesus, everybody's equal. The cross paid for it. But competition's got to die. And I believe this, at at the heart of discontentment in competition is a heart of jealousy and envy. Today, we're going to talk about these two things, jealousy and envy. It's all throughout Proverbs. It's all throughout Scripture, believe it or not. We live by this. I live by this. This is the true word. This is my my compass. This is my guide. This is my direction. This is what I need. And all throughout Scripture, isn't it funny when you start to study something, you see things more than they were there before? They were always there, but you're like, oh, that was there? (laughs) Had no idea. Nobody else, just me, the pastor. Pray for a brother. You all know your Bible so well. You can tell me where it's all at. No, yeah, that's how God works. When you start to get worked on, he starts to reveal things in his word that's there. And it was awesome as I studied and, and, and some of us studied together, and it was cool to see. But at the heart of jealousy and envy is discontentment and competitions. You know, before I jump in, I just need to give two things real quick. There's a, there's a difference in Scripture. There, there is a difference of jealousy in Scripture, so we're clear, Right? God talks about himself as being a jealous God, right? In Exodus 20, he talks and he speaks that I'm a, a, a jealous God. When he gave the Ten Commandments, when he spoke to the people, he said, I'm a jealous God. Don't serve any other gods before me, right? So there's, there's the jealousy of God, but then there's also the jealousy of man that Galatians talks about, which we're going to cover. But I just want to say this so you don't read Scripture and you're like, well, God's jealous. If he's jealous, I'm jealous. It's not how it works, Right? Don't be like, it's in the scripture. I see the word jealousy. He says he's a jealous God. I can be jealous. No, you can't. Because here's the difference. He's allowed to be a jealous God. Okay? You know what he's jealous about? You. And you. And each and every one of us in this room, he is jealous for us. You know what he wants? He wants you. He wants me. He wants our hearts. He wants our, our worship. He wants, he wants our compassion. He wants our, our, our longing for. He is worthy of it. You know Why? He's the one that's giving me breath right now. Thank you. Do you think, I said it a couple weeks ago. Do you guys realize we're breathing? <laughs> Some of you are, I think. Some of you are like, I think so. <laughs> we have breath in our lungs that he has given us. He's created everything. If you look out and see the beauty, maybe there's not as many trees here in Chicago as there are elsewhere. But if you look elsewhere and you see all the beauty he's he's created, so many things, he is worthy to be a jealous God for me and you. He is longing. His jealousy is calling. It's longing for you to come home. It's longing for you to be in his presence. That's how good our God is. But we're not going to talk about that jealousy today. We're going to talk about man's jealousy. There's a difference. There's a major difference, and I wanted to make sure that we are clear on that. What does jealousy mean? We're going to get to scripture. Don't worry. We're there. Jealousy. It's a feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Hostile towards a rival or one believed to enjoy an advantage. Hostile towards a rival. There's no rival in the kingdoms of God, there's no rivals. Envy, what does it mean? A feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoy- enjoyed by another joined with the desire to possess the same advantage. Is this making sense? You with me? You want me to read those again? Jealousy and envy. What is it? AKA, you want to be like somebody else. You want to have what somebody else has. You want to be like somebody else somebody else, and God's called you today to be you, to be content, to be still, to know that he has created you. Some of you in the room, this is going to break some things in your life because you've been living with this comparison nonsense for far too long, and today you're going to say, I don't need to compare. I don't need jealousy. I don't need envy. What in who I am is who God's made me to be, and I am a child of God. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of the Most High. He's called it. He's claimed it. He's bought it with a price. I'm going to preach this morning. I only had one cup of coffee today, so I don't know what this is from. <laughs> Jesus. Jealousy and envy. Two scriptures to open up with today. First, in Proverbs 14.30, it says this. A tranquil, peaceful heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. James 4.13-16 through 16 says this. If you are wise... And understand God's ways. Prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom, pure gold. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Today's message, pure gold. Don't let it rot. Don't let it rot. Jesus, this is your word. And we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will speak. Father, that there will be such clarity, there will be such insight, there will be such goodness in your presence, God, that we don't need to long and desire for anything else. We have all that we need in you, and you alone. I pray, God, today that there will be new, new minds placed on people, new hearts today, God. God, that the, the lies of the enemy will just fall off and we'll claim our victory and our right standing with you and you alone today. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. and everybody says, Amen. 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 Pure gold, don't let it rot. How many of you have ever had a cavity before? Yeah, yeah. I never have. <laughs> it's awesome. I never have, never experienced it. But I am jealous and envy of a lot of people that, that, that can eat a lot of candy, right? They eat a lot of candy, and they've never, like me, have never gotten a cavity. It's pretty amazing, right? How many of you know you were told as young people, as, as children, don't eat this or your teeth are going to rot? Make sure you brush your teeth so your teeth don't fall out of your mouth, right? We were told that. Don't let it rot. There's many things in life that we are told not to do because it's going to harm us, it's going to hurt us, it's going to keep us from that. But I was talking with my my, my sister the other week, and I called her and it was one of those hot days, like it was one of those 95 degree days a couple weeks ago. And I said, "Hey, how are you?" She's got two little kids and I said, "How are you doing?" And she goes, "Good. I'm really hot." I said, "Yeah, it's hot outside. Go inside." Concept. She was like, "I am inside, JP." I said, "Okay." This is our relationship. "I am inside." I said, "You're inside, then turn the air up a little bit more." She was like, "The air is up. The air is broken." I said, oh, okay, do you need something? You want me to come and help? Like, her husband was at a volleyball camp. He was away, and I said, dude, what do you need? She said, nothing, we'll, we'll figure it out. And so how many of you know that there is a lot of people, let me just say this, this is a little vision for the church, right? There's a lot of people during those days that my heart was breaking for because they were sitting on the streets, they were sitting in homes. Without. One day I believe and pray, let me just say this, if you're a part of Oasis Church Chicago, that we're going to have a space and a place that's not this, that's ours, and we're going to be able to house people when those days come. that we're going to be able to offer homes and beds and and things that they can come in and they can get off the streets and they can come and they can hear about Jesus. That's the church that we're going to be, right? So she says, hey, it's broken. And I said, wow, that's okay. Like, well, let me know if you need anything. And I called my dad a couple days later and I said, hey, did you figure out the air conditioning unit for your daughter and your grandkids? (laughs) He said, yes, son. I figured it out, got it all squared away. I said, what happened with it? He's like, well, you know, I went to, my dad's a handyman, so he knows a lot of this stuff. And so he said, when I showed up to look at the AC unit, I looked at the AC unit, and from the outside looking in, nothing looked wrong with it. He was like, and I, JP, I fixed these before. I said, I know, Pop, so what, what was it? Like, you're, you're the man, tell me what was going on. And he was like, it's crazy. He's like, it's the craziest thing. I, I couldn't figure it out. I opened it up. I couldn't really tell what was going on, so I had to call a guy, right? Isn't, aren't you thankful for that guy you call, like that guy? I got a guy. I got a guy, (laughs) I got a couple, I got a guy, I'll figure it out, right, and he calls this guy, and this guy comes, and the guy walks up, and as the guy's walking up, the sprinkler system from their home shoots up and starts spraying water all on the grass, no big deal, right, it's it's watering the grass, and the guy goes, well water, huh, my dad goes, yeah, well water, they live out in the boonies, they're like, well water, yeah, well water, and he's like, hmm, he watches the sprinkler head go, right, and starts spraying on the AC unit. And it goes back the other way, right? it's doing this. And my dad's sitting there like, dude, I'm paying you by the hour. What are you doing? The guy's just standing there, my dad said, just watching this. And he looks at my dad and goes, that's your problem. My dad goes, huh? He goes, that's your problem. He opens it up. He looks, and there it is. There's the the, the copper for an AC unit, right? I learned a lot this week. (laughs) So, So bear with me. The copper is there. And as he opens up, the copper is kind of just, it looks just not like copper. I don't know the other word. And he goes, hey, (laughs) this water is well water. It is filled with iron. And when the sprinkler system sprays on the AC unit, the copper and the iron get together. And they have a little bit of a chemical reaction with one another. I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, when that happens, it just rots the copper out. Your AC unit can't be fixed because of the water that's spraying on your AC unit. he's like, you need a new one. My dad's like, thanks for the help, buddy. You're supposed to be my guy. But isn't that crazy that just a little bit of chemical reaction, just a little bit of of, of, of that rotted a whole AC unit. It just rotted it to the core. There was no fixing it. There was no replacing it. That thing was done. And I was listening to my dad speak about this. And immediately, this came to this. I said, man, this is how we are living today with such discontentment, with such, with such a, a heavy heart of competition, with such a, I want to be better than so-and-so, or I need to have what this person's have. And it's rotting us out to the core. But the crazy thing about it is, we don't see it. Because it's happening in here. Right? It's not one of those things where you can see, like, oh, I know what the issue is. No, some, some of us here today don't even believe that we have a heart of jealousy. How many of us know we all deal with this at, at different times and different p- places of our life? but it's rotting us. It's a a chemical reaction of jealousy and envy that's stirring in our hearts and it's breaking down the things that God has in place for us, that God has in store for us. You couldn't tell it from the outside, but it was happening on the inside. And today, I really pray that today, this breaks in us. That we no longer allow the things of this world, jealousy and envy, to get into our hearts and in our minds and begin to Rot out the things that God has placed in store for us. You guys all know this. I say it all the time. He has a plan and a purpose for you. It's not just some silly phrase that we say and throw around. I believe that. How many of you are thankful that God has a plan and a purpose for your life? He does. I believe it. It's crazy. He really does. And if you just say, hey, okay, you know what, God? This needs to break in me. This needs to end in me. I don't want jealousy and envy to live inside of me. I want something different. I want you. Then in that, the rotting will stop. I want to read a quote, and this is a heavy quote, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to read it. C.S. Lewis. Anybody love C.S. Lewis? Great. So we all love him. I'm going to quote him. Because this is, I believe, what's happening today. He says this. We must picture hell as a state where everyone is perpetually concerned about his own dignity and advancement where everyone has a grievance and where everyone lives with a deadly serious passions of envy, self-importance and resentment. Man, envy and jealousy, what does it do? It builds up passions. It builds up desires. That have no place in the kingdom of God. It builds up this thing where you are so about yourself or I'm so about myself where I don't care about other people. I don't want to care about other people. When I pass the people on the street that are living with nothing, I just pass by them because I'm like, hey, I'm not them. I'm better than them. I got more for them. I got something else to do for them. See, this is what C.S. Lewis says, which is so powerful. This is almost what the the separation between God is going to be like. Hell, where it's just everybody's about themselves. And everybody's concerned about self and jealousy and envy and, oh, man, I just got to have what I got to have. And if I don't have it, I'll go get it because I want to be like that person or I want to have what those people have. Let me just say what you have today has been given to you by God, and it's a gift. Every one of us. I don't want us to live in a state like this. I don't want to be a church like this. Like I said earlier, I want to be a church that's going to celebrate constantly people. (laughs) more teaching later to come on that i do i want jealousy and envy to break off i want the pureness of god to wake up jealousy and envy keep us from walking in peace while walking in chaos they keep us from celebrating but constantly comparing and they keep heavenly wisdom and a heavenly outpouring from coming upon us while boasting and lying prevails it's a hard topic right it's a heavy topic. This isn't like Jesus loves us, this I know, right? But the coolest thing about it is, is, he does love us so much that he wants us out of this. He wants this out of us. This is how much he loves us, that he wrote this in his word, that he said, hey, this is going to rot you out. Let me fix it. Let me help you. Let me heal you. Let me restore you. That's how good God is. Do we look at God that way? Or are we are just like, you're taking things from me? You're, you, you don't know what you're doing, God. I don't know what that voice is, but it's like my voice to God at times, I don't know. That's how I talk to God. It's the truth. But it's like, yeah, you don't know. You don't know what I need. You don't know what I have. You don't know what I desire. You don't know. You have nothing. Good. It's rotting us. It's separating us. It's destroying us. And the first thing that I want to talk about, and I hope helps us, is this. Jealousy within us causes chaos around us. Jealousy within us causes chaos around us. It causes pain instead of peace. It causes us pain instead of praise. You know that sometimes when I, some of us walk into this room, we're, we can't lift our hands to God because we're dealing with jealousy and envy. We're thinking about all this stuff that we don't have. So why sing? Because I got nothing, God. He's given you everything. He gave you his son on a cross 2,000 years ago. You have everything. So you should walk through those doors at 1030. You should walk through those doors and you should be so excited to be in the presence of God because I'm going to get peace instead of chaos. Amen. I'm going to get praise and going instead of just living in chaos. I need to be a person that is living without jealousy and envy so that I can find peace in the midst of chaos. Have you ever been in a chaotic situation? Have you ever seen anybody in a chaotic situation? All the time. Some of us here, first responders, they've seen some crazy stuff. You know where I've seen some chaotic situations? Moms in minivans with kids. All the moms are like, amen, right? Oh, no, I was driving. This is a true story. I was, I was driving this week, and I was next to this mom on the highway, on the expressway. And she had, like, I think, like, 17 kids in her car. I don't even know how many kids. But isn't it crazy? Pause. Isn't it crazy that moms have, like, this supernatural reach with one arm? Like, they can reach the back seat of a minivan? Isn't that nuts? I, I'm just, like, amazed by it. I'm like, how did you? How? Like, I was a kid. I used to sit in the back seat, and somehow my mom's hand reached my face. Somehow. I just couldn't figure it out. While driving a car, while answering a phone, going, hi, this is Tira. She's screaming at us. And at you, hi. Hey, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> right? I've seen this. And it was crazy as I was driving. This mom was doing that. And I was like, you're going you're gonna to hurt someone. I was just like watching her like, please, like, just make sure everything's OK. She was just like slamming these kids in the car. It was awesome. But I was just like, this is nuts. <laughs> how is this happening? Right? We've been in chaotic situations. We've seen people of chaos, and it never ends well, right? People that just are looking to destroy things, looking to hurt things, looking to do things, right? It doesn't ever end well for anybody. Jealousy causes pain instead of peace. I want to look at two scriptures real quick. The first is this, is Proverbs 3, 30 through 32. It says, don't pick a fight without a reason. Can we just stop picking fights as church people, as followers of Jesus, can we? amen, everybody says, let's just stop picking fights without a reason, let's start loving, let's start pursuing, let's start reaching instead of fighting, right, when no one has done you harm, don't envy violent people or copy their ways, such a wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly, jealousy and envy calls you to pick fights with yourself, with those around you, with people for no reason, with no reason. I, I've met many people, and I've talked to a lot of people, and I, I've had to counsel people, even at a young age, of like, hey, why are you in this situation? Why are you fighting with so-and-so? Why are you arguing with your family member? Why are you doing this? And all the time, I, should, I should, let me rephrase that, most of the time, right, excuse me, it's a core issue of jealousy, right, especially with those closest to you. It's not like distant people, it's like those like right next to you. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that, Pastor. Well, no, 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 you do because listen, you're comparing yourself to this person. It may be your 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 brother, your sister, your cousin, your 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 best friend. You're you're, you're just comparing and it's destroying you. And it's causing you to fight, it's causing you to pick fights that have no place to be in your life. You're losing out on joy. You're missing out on peace. Envious people walk in their ways of wanting what the world has. People of jealousy. And envy look to the world they look to the world for satisfaction and ultimately what does it lead to chaos can I be honest I've said it before I'll say it all the time this world has nothing to offer it doesn't you know I say it I've, I've tried <laughs> I've done it maybe not to the extreme of some but it doesn't matter I've tasted it and I'm like man it leaves me with nothing but pain with sorrow with chaos And we envy people like this. We envy the world. Like, look what they have. And and that's fine. Like, that's cool what they have. What they need, though, is Jesus. But it's like we look to these people like, man, if I could just be like them, if I could just look like them, if I could just talk like them, if I could just have what they have, my life would be at peace. I wouldn't be living in a chaotic situation all the time. Let me say something to you. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because it's not about what you're going to get. It's about what you've already been given. His name is Jesus. And when you start to claim that, when you start to hold on to that, peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, mind, and soul. It's there for you and for the taking. Godly people do not need anything that anyone else has because they know they have the righteousness of God and have friendship with him. All things are settled. Some of you need to hear that today. The chaos will just it will calm down when you just say, no, I'm a, I've been bought with a price. I have the righteousness of God. All things are settled. All things are settled. Anybody thankful that God settled everything with Jesus? I am. Three of us. James 3, 16 says this. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Pride and envy cause chaos. There's a powerful story in the Bible about Saul and David. King Saul and David. I love the story of David. It's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He's a godly man. He's a man after God's own heart. And it's just cool to see the grace of God, too, right, on his life. He, you know, falls and gets picked back up and does some amazing things for the kingdom. But at the beginning of his life, it's crazy that that, that Saul was the king and he saw David, right? And he knew that the hand of God was on David. And he called David up and he called him to a higher place. And, And as he called him, Saul began to become jealous of him. And if you read the scriptures and you see the story of David and Saul, you start to see that Saul's life. He was the king, right? The king. He had everything. At any point, he could have anything he wanted. He was the king. You with me? And this man named David shows up. And he begins to take his eyes off of the, the, the one true God. And he begins to put his eyes on this kid. And he starts to say, man, I don't have what that kid has. I don't have what... He has inside of him. I don't have the abilities. And it says, Scripture says that he, the, the, the day that he was with David, he eyed David from that day on filled with jealousy. Filled with jealousy. See, it's, it's a powerful picture of where we're at today and who we are today. He was filled with jealousy, and it created chaos in his inner world. He was the king. You guys get this? Like, he's the king. Like, think of a palace. A really nice palace. With some nice couches and some cushions and some grapes and, you know, all that good stuff. (laughs) This is how I think of a king. (laughs) Like Rachel, never mind. I was just going to say, feeding me grapes, but that would be really bad, and she will get really mad at me. (laughs) He had everything. And this kid walks in. And he begins to take his eyes off of who God is and what God's called him to do, and he puts his eyes on a kid. Yeah, David's anointed. David's gifted. David is going to have a mighty call. But chaos starts to ensue in his heart. It's crazy. David's, David didn't walk in with a jealous heart. I just imagine David walking into the king's palace like, man, king, I'm here to serve you. I'm here. Right? And the king's like, whoa. Whoa, you have something that I don't have. Guess what? I'm going to keep my eye on you. I'm going to keep my eye on you. This is what jealousy does. It, 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 it'll, it keeps us from even having relationships that are healthy. Because when you can't celebrate others, and you're constantly comparing, you'll never be celebrated. You'll never be celebrated. Second thing is this jealousy causes comparison instead of celebrating. Causes comparison instead of celebrating. Jealousy is ugly. <laughs> it's not good looking, right? Anybody ever seen jealousy? That's good looking. No. <laughs> no one's ever thought that. If you have, I'll pray with you after service. It's ugly. And it keeps us from constantly comparing and instead of constantly celebrating. I hear it all the time from people. And sometimes I say it, I see something happen, I'm like, man, I'm so jealous of that person. Right? We say it like off the cuff, just kind of like it's a phrase, right? But deep down, what you say matters. Right? I'm just so jealous of them. I wish I had what they had. Uh, I don't have that. But, man, I'm jealous If man. What if we stop saying, man, I'm jealous of that person? And what if we start saying, man, I am so excited for that person? Right? Imagine what would change in hearts. Imagine what would change in this city. Like, yo, you're you're getting elevated? Great. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I'll push you to it. I'll do great and mighty things with you. I'll I'll be so excited. But some of us are like, it's not happening to me. Oh, if it's not happening, I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to be with them because I need a miracle. Hello. Guess what? Let me give you a little download from heaven. When you can celebrate when other people are going through their miracle, just watch what God does in your life. I'm telling you the truth right there has been many times in my life where I have been like yo somebody else is getting the blessing somebody else is getting the anointing somebody else is getting the miracle and I'm sitting here like God I need a breakthrough God I need a miracle and I could choose to stay in this position but you know what I've done I've said yo let's go together through this I'll walk you with it even if it's not my miracle because guess what I just want the blessing to come to my life too some of you are like I don't know what he's on today I don't know what he's getting this is biblical truth this is so true if we could stop comparison, the comparison game and start celebrating what can happen in your life. Goodness, and mercy, and grace, and abundance of riches. It's the beauty of God. I'm so excited for him. When they win, we win. When they win, I win. Man, let me just say this. If you don't have friends like this, find new friends. <laughs> Three of us are like, yeah. Some of you are like, I don't know. No, seriously. If you've got a friend that just is so jealous of you and just doesn't ever celebrate you, find new friends. Pray to God in heaven and ask him for new friends. He'll bring them to you. He will. I know I got to hurry. We got communion, we got all this stuff. It's awesome. Do nothing, Philippians 2 3 says this, from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. This is scripture. This is the promise. This is the command. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, but consider others better than yourself. Practical way: start walking down the streets in Chicago. When you see somebody, say, "Hey, you're awesome. You're great." Oh no, you think I do this? When I'm standing, some of you know me. I'm standing next to somebody. I see them. I'm like, "I like your shoes, bro." They're like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> like I'm trying to steal their shoes. I'm like, "No, dude, those are good shoes. Those are dope. Where'd you get those?" You're awesome, man. They're like, "I'm awesome. You don't know me." I'm like, "No, you're awesome." You're awesome. They're like, What? I'm awesome? I'm like, You're awesome. You know what that can do for somebody? That can change the whole trajectory of their lives. Just by that, by celebrating somebody. When someone does something to you, celebrate them. You hurt me? You're awesome. And don't say it sarcastically. You did something wrong to me? Guess what? I love you. Because God's called me to forgive. I'm not gonna hold grudges. I'm not going to hold envy. I'm not going to hold jealousy. I don't know. You know what? You hurt me, that's fine. That's cool. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be behind you. See, this is reverse from what the world tells us, right? The world tells you, they hurt you, cut them, right? Cut them. Get out of my life. Some people do need to be removed from your life, right? But not everybody does. Because guess what? They're going to learn from you. They're going to grow in you. I know I'm teaching for a while on this, but this is crucial. This is the church we're called to be. These are the people that we're called to be. That people will not rise up with jealousy and envy, but we will rise up with celebration for others because we have gained everything through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. amen. I'm going to jump down for the sake of time to point three. Jealousy causes earthly wishing instead of heavenly outpouring. Jealousy causes earthly wishing instead of heavenly outpouring. I just want to teach on this real quick. Does this make sense today? Is this encouraging you? This is a this is a message that we need to be reminded of constantly. Earthly wishing. What does earthly wishing do? What does jealousy do? It makes you wish you had that job. It makes you and ladies, ladies, all the ladies in the place, say. Hey, hey. yo. It causes you, ladies, to start to look at other ladies, a.k.a. other moms, a.k.a. other girls, and you start to say to yourself, I want to be like them. I need to be like them, and if I'm not like them, I'm never going to be who I'm called to be. That is a lie, ladies. That's what earthly wishing does to you. Men in the place, hello. When you start to compare yourself to other men and how other men are and how other men are talented and gifted and you're not, guess what? We are all called by God as his children. So you have everything you need. You don't need to wish to be like this person. You don't need to look like that person. You don't need to talk like this person. Just be who God's made you to be and you'll be strong. You'll be courageous and you will not need earthly wishing. You will have a heavenly outpouring. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to close with this. I have amazing friends. <laughs> Sorry, I do. And I don't tell them enough. But you know what's crazy? I dealt with this a lot. A lot. This was, eh, you know, the competitive nature in sports. I played sports all my life. And in the world of sports, you compete with one another, right? If someone was going to take my spot, I'm going to take them out. That's just the nature of it, right? Like if they were going to take my spot on the field, guess what? Uh uh-uh, uh, I'll hurt you. <laughs> And then I'll pray with you after. Because <laughs> it's, it's this earthly competition, right? It's this earthly stuff that co- competition in a sense of that is it's okay, right? It, it's fine. Not, not hurting anybody. Don't hear me. But this earthly competition of, well, that's just my nature. I'm just a competitive person. I just, no, 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 we got to take a deeper look inside of our hearts and say, are we just doing this because we're competitive? Or are we doing this because we're jealous? See, there was guys that I knew flat out better than me right, just better, right, it's okay to admit that, right, that people are just better, like I could have trained all summer, I could have got a personal trainer, which I did, I could have got a speed coach, which I did, but guess what, I ain't never going to be as fast as that kid, I'm never going to be as good as that kid, it's just natural, it's awesome, right, but looking back, I was like so angry, and so jealous, and so bitter, and so envious of the person, that I truly believe this, that I missed out on so much more in that moment of my life, I don't think I would have looked to the world as much as I did. I don't think I would have looked to the things of this world as much as I did, because if I would have just known that God placed me in that position, in that moment, I didn't need to wish to be like other people. I didn't need to wish my way through this. I knew that heavenly outpouring was going to fall on my life if I just was content with who I was. And I celebrated people. In the kingdom of God, there's no competition. There isn't. Can we just agree to that? I got amazing friends today. If my friends who are awesome and way more talented than me I tell them all the time I'm like yo you're way more talented than me it's say that to people sometimes remind yourself of that but if I was like yo you're way more talented than me I'm angry this would not be happening Because I know the gifts and calls that God's placed on my life. But I need other people to come around me that have more giftings and more callings. That are going to come around me and we're going to build this thing together. We're going to reach this city together. We're going to go for greater things. And we're going to see heavenly outpouring fall on this church, on this city, on you. But if I said, hey, you know what, you're better than me, you're stronger than me, you have more talents than me. You're going to just, this wouldn't happen. Instead of saying, no, God has settled the score. By his son Jesus. I pray today that we will just let go of jealousy. We would let go of selfish ambition. We would let go of envy, and I said it last week, we would let people sit on our shoulders and stand on our backs, because that's who we're called to be. Jesus said, "I came to serve and not to be served. If we're going to live like Jesus, let's live that way. Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes this morning? Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person in this place. I thank you God that today... You're breaking down the walls of jealousy and comparison. You're breaking down this idea that we have to be like somebody else, this, this concept and thought life that we have to look and we have to talk and we have to operate in a manner that you've never called us to operate in. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you fall down on each and every person in this place, God. God, that the selfishness, that the jealousy, that the envy, that the discord, that the strife, that everything that is not of you, God, it would be broken in the name of Jesus. And that right now, people would know their rightful place with you. They would know their right standing with you. That they would know that you paid for them with a price on Calvary. And in that, they have victory. They have joy. They have all that they need. Father, speak to them. If you're in this room this morning, before we take communion, I just want to ask this question. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you need to say, God, I've been dealing with this, I've been wrestling with this, this is what I've been struggling with. And maybe you've never received God in the first place. You've never received Jesus to wash you clean, to give you a brand new start. And maybe you just maybe need to do that today. You've been hearing him speak to your heart this morning. You've been hearing him speak and trying to get those things out of you for far too long. And today he's like, I'm ready to do a new work in you. I'm ready to do something great in you. Would you slip your hand up on the count of three because we're going to pray a prayer together. If you want a brand new start, a brand new beginning, a brand new hope, no longer fighting jealousy and envy, no longer fighting the things of this world, but living in the kingdom of God, on the count of three, slip your hand up. One, he loves you and he died for you. Two, he wants to forgive you and wash you of your sins. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. Slip your hand up. I see him. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see him. Heavenly Father, you see every hand that's lifted in this place, oh God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to them, that you would release them, God, that you would wash them clean, oh God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will just pour out heavenly blessings and anointing on them, God. God, that they would lay down themselves, God, and they would take your cross up, God. They would take up your goodness and your grace, oh God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that today surrender would fall on hearts, God, and we would see the kingdom of God move forward, advance, God. We would see people that are next to us reach their potential, reach their calling, God, because you've done it in us, oh God. So, God, we love you, and we bless you, and we thank you. May you seal this word in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.